0: Well, our, our sanctuary here looks beautiful. I hope that's coming through uh, to you at home. We're standing um, amidst a uh, sea of uh, poinsettias uh, that were uh, given or, or that were purchased for uh, the wedding yesterday of Kim Pintarch and Jake Lombardo, and so we're, we're glad that uh, that wedding could still take place uh, a little bit different than they had planned for sure, um, but it is Uh, continuing to beautify the sanctuary uh, this morning. So uh, thank you to them and to their families, and uh, congratulations to to Kim and Jake on their marriage. Well, we are continuing into our series this Advent season, uh, Christmas in Chaos. And here we are uh, in a little bit of chaos. A couple weeks ago, we talked about hope in chaos, and we talked about how hope is waiting with anticipation for that which we know to be true. And so we are celebrating Jesus' first coming, and we are waiting with anticipation and eager expectation for his return to make all things new. And, uh, you know, right now in 2020, there's probably never been a time that I've Hoped for that uh, more than right now. We talked last week about peace in chaos, and we talked about how peace is found fully in the the person of Jesus. He is the peace in the middle of the noise, in the middle of the mess, in the middle of the the wind and waves that surround us. And today we'll be looking at having joy in the middle of of chaos. And so as we take a look at that this morning, would you pray with me? Jesus, we pause in the middle of uh, just a a very strange week. If we're honest, um, maybe we would even use other words to describe this week. And yet, we know that you are in the middle We know that you aren't to be found in in the lights, in the bustle, in uh, the commercial stuff that happens around us. But you are in the middle, walking with us. So even now as we are meeting for worship, we pray that we would be open to your spirit. Open to having a renewed sense of hope, peace, and now joy in the middle of the noise. May the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, I will admit that joy is um, a little bit of a, a tough subject for a lot of us right now. You know, as a as a pastor, uh, this isn't the first season where uh, joy gets um, postponed for the pastor's family a lot, uh, because there's a lot of things happening. Usually, there's there's different events. You know, we usually have Advent Bible School, and we usually have uh, Christmas uh, Family Night, Church Family Night, and and we've got all kinds of different activities, and and we go out caroling and lots of things, and so. I have found over the years in my life, uh, I grew up a pastor's kid, that joy often gets a, a little postponed. Um, when I was in high school and, and dad was the, the pastor and, and mom was the choir director, and and so I got kind of stuck going to a lot of church activities and uh, singing in the church choir, which I always enjoyed. But it meant a lot of work. Mom always was directing a, a cantata uh, right around... or. On Christmas Eve, and so there was a lot of time spent preparing for those things. And then finally, Christmas Eve would come, and the next day we would uh, pack up in a, in a van and we would drive to Ohio, drive six hours out, and we would spend most of our Christmas vacation um, sleeping in someone else's home uh, for Christmas break. And so Christmas joy was often postponed. It was hard to slow down and enjoy the season. In fact, um, last year was one of the first times since I was a child and we lived in Ohio that that I actually spent Christmas morning at home with my family. And it was wonderful just to slow down and enjoy that time together. It was a really great experience. And now in 2020, the tables have have turned a bit. We've been getting a lot of um, family time. I don't know if it's quality or not, but we've been getting a lot of family time together, and what we miss is seeing you all. And so I ask the question, where does our joy come from? Our scripture this morning comes from the Hebrew Bible, what we call the Old Testament. Uh, The Christmas story is found in the New Testament, and of course we're a, a New Testament church. But when we talk about hope and joy especially, we have to realize that the Christmas story was the anticipated hope of the Old Testament people of Israel. And it was to this story that they looked forward to with great joy. In Psalm 5, and I encourage you to go and it's not a long Psalm, to, to read the entirety of that Psalm later today to see um, all of the stuff that's happening around the poet. Things are not good. He, uh, there's some kind of enemy that's preventing the, the, the psalmist from going and being present in the temple, and yet the psalmist longs to be there in the temple. The poet faces some kind of opposition. And in the poem, the poet is looking for refuge and protection from God. And in the middle of the strife, in the middle of whatever conflict they're dealing with, in the middle of whatever chaos the the poet is dealing with, the poet stops and sings for joy because of God's protection. I was doing some studying this week and... In my, my Bible dictionary, it was talking about joy, especially in the Old Testament. And, and the uh, person pointed out that joy was associated with the experience of God's presence. When, when they talked about joy, it was because they were experiencing the presence of God. Joy was associated with worship, and, and they expressed that joy in singing and dancing and, and shouting, clapping hands and playing musical instruments. It was a lively expression to sense the, the, the presence of God and to respond in joy. It wasn't something that they just met in, in kind of a, a sober expression. It was something they were loud and, and maybe a little rambunctious with. They celebrated the joy. And this scholar points out that, he says, joy emerges as the dominant aspect of Israel's eschatological hope. And what that means is that the Old Testament people of God looked forward to an unending joy as they anticipated deliverance from oppression. And so that joy is finally realized then in Jesus. This is why there is so much to be joyful about at the birth of Jesus. Years of, of longing, years of the people living in, in exile and being a, a defeated people. They, they start to celebrate as this hope that they had longed for is finally coming There's a lot to be joyful for, centuries of anticipation, and now the good news begins to be announced. In Luke chapter one, verses forty-four, uh, Elizabeth is uh, meeting with Mary. They're they're together and they're celebrating. And Elizabeth says to Mary, "As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby and she's talking about John the Baptist, the the baby in my womb leaped for joy. So even the the unborn and in, in this moment, they're they're starting to to sense the good news. They're starting to hear that something that they've anticipated for a long time is finally happening." And and the John the Baptist in utero is leaping for joy. In Luke chapter two verse ten, uh, we hear this. But the angel said to them, talking about the shepherds, "Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. These shepherds who are are outcasts, who are." Um, unclean uh, poor people out tending these sheep they're they're not their own sheep they're they're hired hands they hear the good news and it brings joy to the angels and it'll bring joy to the shepherds and then the angels announce that it will cause great joy for all people in Matthew 2 10 we hear this when the magi saw the star they were overjoyed and uh, some folks think that we're going to ke- maybe catch a glimpse of that star in the next couple of weeks as a couple of planets align, and um, I think it'll be a really interesting sight. Whether that's the the Bethlehem star, I don't know. Um, I wasn't there, um, and I don't have any neighbors that were there, so uh, I, I'm not sure about that. But I still think it'll be a beautiful sight to behold, but more than the star is seeing, Jesus When Jesus came it was time to celebrate it was time to sing it was time to have a party and and that's the hope and the joy that we continue to anticipate And so what we find is there are different expressions for our joy joy in the midst of the chaos even as we are Uh, experiencing that in 2020. But I want you to think about that first Christmas. Consider the circumstances of that that first Christmas. You know delivering a baby is hectic enough in our modern with our modern medical technology. Imagine the the chaotic scene that would have unfolded there in Bethlehem. We often we sing silent night and uh, little Lord Jesus no crying he makes. I'm I'm fairly certain that's probably not an accurate description of what that first Christmas was really like. I imagine it was a very chaotic scene, probably far more graphic and loud than what our Christmas cards would want to convey. I'm not sure that they would, uh, I'm not sure those Hallmark cards would sell that well um, if they accurately depicted the first Christmas. I imagine there were people rushing around looking for water and cloths and, and something clean to, to deliver this child. Mary was in labor without any meds. I'm sure Joseph was probably as useless as most of us fathers are in the, in the delivery room. People running around. Giving birth was a, a tenuous situation in the ancient world. And it wasn't just over with the final uh, delivery. Lots of women died in, in the aftermath of, of birth. Many uh, children died within the first few years. And Jesus is basically born on the run. As Mary and Joseph travel to Bethlehem, they, they give birth, but soon they're going to be running for their lives to, to Egypt to escape Herod, who wants to wipe out any potential um, rivals. And yet the birth of Jesus is announced, and it brings great joy to the poor, to the outcasts, to the the Gentiles, and to all who will hear and receive this good news that brings great joy. See, I think it's important for us to understand, maybe especially this year, is that joy doesn't come from the circumstances around us. Because let's be honest, the, the current circumstances around us, in themselves, don't call for a lot of joy. It was interesting to work to write a sermon this week on on joy, and especially in the, the last few days as it kind of tied up some loose ends of this sermon, and, and things are, are shifting for us in, in the state, in, in our own church. It's interesting to think about joy instead joy comes in knowing that despite our circumstances despite what's going on around us that God is our refuge that God is our strength the psalmist can sing for joy not because of the situations happening around him the the things that are going on around him are are uh, violent are are chaotic are all kinds of stuff going around and yet, he sings for joy. The angels, the the shepherds, the magi, uh, in utero John the Baptist, Mary, Joseph, express joy despite the circumstances around them. Because God who. Who steps into the worst of circumstances to bring ultimate deliverance from oppression to to sin and the grave? This is something to celebrate and to be joyful about. It's no, it's, so our joy isn't in the the circumstances around us, and you know most of us could say amen to that in 2020. But to focus on Jesus, to focus on our refuge. And our strength. You know, years ago, I remember uh, our family taking a, a trip to to some waterfalls. And, and we had the opportunity to go uh, back a, a tunnel that went behind the waterfalls. And, and you go out. And there was kind of like a, a little clearing area that we could stand behind the falls. To step into the falls would be overwhelming. To to hear the, the waves crashing down, it, w- it would just sweep you away it would crush you but to walk out and to be sheltered by by the rocks above us it made it beautiful we could we could take in the beauty there was something wonderful about being in that shelter while the waves crashed down in the refuge in the protection it was a it was a beautiful experience Friends, the stuff going on in our world, if we allow it, will sweep us away. And I get that there are uh, changes and, 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 you know, I understand the, the frustrations of school and job and church and family situations, uh, which seem to be in this constant state of change right now. And that's really tough for us. So we probably won't find joy In a lot of the typical places that we often look for it this year. In the parties, in the the gatherings, in in those uh, expressions that maybe start to give us a sense of, you know, the Christmas cheer or whatever. We're not finding it there. Instead, we need to look to the source of joy. To our refuge and our strength, which is Jesus Christ. So... 2020 is maybe a reminder for us that joy isn't found in in the lights. Joy isn't found in the the presence under the tree. Joy isn't even, you know, uh, just founded and and based in um, a lot of those external things. There there may be reminders. Maybe they, they help put us in a good mood. But joy comes in knowing that Jesus has stepped into the middle of the chaos. Jesus has has come to to bring us real hope. And in that hope, that that hope of of new life, that hope of overcoming all of the the sickness and and the the disease and, and the sin and the death, that hope brings us joy. But we have to look in the right places for that joy. So, looking around at what's happening around us uh, probably is not going to bring us a lot of joy this year. Uh, The the typical parties, gatherings, lights, gifts uh, probably have a muted effect on our moods this season. But joy doesn't come from the circumstances around us. Joy comes in knowing that despite these circumstances, despite uh, the sickness, despite, you know, the shutdowns, despite um, trying to navigate all of this, that God is our refuge. God is our strength, and, and God's not moving. God's not shutting down. God's not, God's not changing. God is still there. Don't look at the situation for joy. Lift your eyes to Jesus. The author and the perfecter of our faith, the one who brings real hope, the one who brings real peace, the one who brings real love. And in that, in Jesus Christ, who came to conquer sin and death, in him find your joy. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and this season give you joy. Go in peace. Have a great week, Spring Creek.